Hello and welcome, fellow awesomeologists, to Awesomeology. I'm Sue. And I'm Ben. And in this episode, we've invited our teammate Rich back to talk about cybersecurity and how we can stay safe from the threats of cyber warfare. Dun, dun, dun. We need like some cool layover audio on that. I will, I'll throw in something yeah. like... Mission Impossible, yeah, and then, go. yeah. Dun, Dark dun, foreboding dun, dun, dun. music, and yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and actually, uh, I think, as a rule, Rich enters a room to dark foreboding wow. music, which is cool. I, I mean, that's I a... came into bright sunshine oh, music. Oh, I thought you were trying to set a mood. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, people think of me that way because I'm always bring, usually delivering bad news. Right. You know? I yeah. do hear the Darth Vader theme every time you walk into a room. <laughs> <laughs> Just say <laughs> oh, I can't breathe that well. So, uh, Darth, I mean, Rich, yes. before, we, before we dig in, why don't you reintroduce yourself to our audience? Sure. My name is Rich Sabo. I'm the VP of IT here at Exclamation. Uh, I have been in the IT field since the early 80s, but I've been in management of IT since about 2003 or so. So I've run IT departments mostly for um, financial institutions. I have done it for nonprofits and, as well, and as a, I work for the government for a little bit as well. So cybersecurity has always been there, something near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, especially working for financial institutions, we have all our members now, we're a credit union here, and customers' information, which is a goldmine to the bad guys. So we're just doing uh, what we can to protect it. And a lot of it is common sense, and a lot of it people just don't know. So I'm here to talk to you. Nice. Awesome. And a repeat guests. Yes. Right. Which we we always like to shout out because we, we're very sensitive people. A lot of people don't know this, but our <laughs> self-esteem can be a little it can be a little wonky. So anytime we can get somebody to come back, we feel like we're doing something right. Yeah. And yeah. I mean or I am happy to be here. Yeah. Or we're just asking really nicely the second time around. <laughs> yeah. Bribes don't don't tell the audience me. how much we paid you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> I'm still waiting for that first panel. <laughs> <laughs> Checks in the mail. Don't worry right. about it. Yep. <laughs> So, Rich, just shortly after Russia started invading the Ukraine, you sent a really helpful email to the whole team. And uh, you wanted to warn us about how that might affect us, which is a little bit surprising, you know, being headquartered in central Wisconsin to think about that. So what, what was your immediate concern that prompted you to do that? You know, the, the bad actors, as I'm using a news phrase there, and um, they've always been there. And it's funny because in cybersecurity, we always joked about that some of these, these you know, cybersecurity get-togethers. It was always, you know, well, that, you know, that address came from Ukraine. Ukraine was always the joke that we used. It was never Russia. But in the last couple of years, you know, you've heard more about Russia and, you know, what they've been doing and the talks that our president went over there and had with them about, you know, cybersecurity warfare and all that kind of stuff. And, what, and what's going on there now is so turbulent to us. Who knows? I mean, it's, it's the next level of, of, of warfare. You know, it's a silent killer. It's easy to do. Um, it's, it's, it, the tools aren't expensive. Um, and, it, and it's in the background. You, you know, mm -hmm. you could be infected right now and not even know these things. Your PC could be used, be used as a bot to be doing their bad work right now. So just that now that it's be, raised its, you know, um, the, the consciousness of, of much higher, I just thought, you know, let's, let's, let's remind everybody how important this really is. Yeah. So um, you mentioned the uh, maybe tongue-in-cheek sort of joke, like, oh, that's, that looks Ukrainian or something, right? 
if you know, can you tell us about like where where did that originate from? I mean, was there a period of time or a, a specific event when the Ukraine was? There was, it was, you know, so back in the early days of like firewall monitoring, something you should do is, you know, you should monitor your firewall. And and especially in financial services, as far as I'm concerned, in my humble opinion, you should be not watching that firewall yourself. You should have a team and a network operations center looking at your firewall, seeing your traffic, see who's knocking on your door. Because if you really stood and looked at your firewall and look what happened every day, you would see there are people going through Every day, you there, poking, you there, you know, checking, ringing that doorbell. And if you even offer a little hint that they can open, they're going to keep trying to come in. That's when these firewall monitoring companies will send you an alarm like, hey, you're getting probed from, they can look up the IP address and see where that's coming from. When we first started doing this, I don't know, I'm talking, you know, 2010, when I really started using it, most of them were from the Ukraine um, and China and uh, company, uh, countries like that. So <laughs> Ukraine was really, we would be get I'd get calls in the middle of the night. Hey, Ukraine is, you know, pumping at your door here. Like, okay, block that address. You know, because that's what they do. When they, something mm -hmm. ha when they get a little in, they should call you and let you know something's going on. And it just was Ukraine all the time. <laughs> it was really strange. Ukraine and China. Interesting. Yeah. So what are they hoping will happen? I vaguely understand the knocking at your door and finding out if they can get in, but what's what's the next step? If if your if your firewall is not locked down and you don't have security protocols in place, they will hack it. They will enter it. They will, it's the it's it is the your gateway to the internet. Everything a business does on the internet goes through this one unit. Every single thing goes. If you're, that's where your connection is on the internet on the other side. So they'll try and come in and see if they can wiggle through. Once they get into your network, where all your good that they've hit the gold mine. That's where all your customer information is, all the your uh, members NPPI is in there, name, mm -hmm. social security number, all that's the mother load. Hmm. So that's what they're trying to get to. And that's one one that's one way to do it. What they can also do with the firewall is, you know, shut your firewall off. You know, block that so much that you can't do any business anymore, you know, type of denial of service type thing. So there's a lot of a lot of things they can do with that. Um, and it is, you know, it's a single point of failure. It's out there. It's your firewall. It's what protecting you. And there are different levels. You can, you know, you can get them at home. You can get smaller ones. You know, I recommend if you're going to put a firewall in, do an, do an enterprise grade one. Spend more than you should. Um, it's that important. So when they do the uh, the thing where they come in and they occupy your firewall so much that you can't get in or whatever, is that uh, the same as ransomware? Another version of it or what? No, what the, they'll just so um, there was a a um, a core banking company a couple of years ago, uh, not one that we use, um, <laughs> who who had a denial of service attack done to their online banking. It basically, they just, somebody hammered at them, at their servers and stuff and their firewalls, just lots of service requests. So much that the server couldn't handle it, psh, shuts down. Okay. So that's what that type of attack, they, they don't want, they just want to shut you down. 
okay. what, when that type of a attack happens. And what what's behind that? I mean, what are they trying to gain? Because ransomware, obviously, it's like, hey, we're you know, right. we're holding you hostage. Give us some money, we'll free everything up again. What are they trying to do when they buy? Uh, you they're down? just proving their a lot of this is just proving that you know, look at me, you know, that's 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 <laughs> that type of I can do this to you. Um, <laughs> nice that, was accent. that your Ukrainian accent? I just want to be clear. What's I, I, happening? Honestly, it's not even more French okay. than Ukrainian, but I have a look much at me. More I have a baguette. I'm wearing a beret. <laughs> what are you going to do? That was Pepe Le Pew. I'm sorry. He's now a cyber criminal. <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? Um, but the you more know, you know. <laughs> it's another network. The, um, but you know, for the most part, you know, the guys who want to steal something. They're not doing, you know, attacking your firewall to shut it down. They want to get past it. They want to. They want to have your users open something that allows them in, allows a path in, and run software or something that will allow them to come in and, and get to the the mother load of, of good stuff that's in there that, that we protect. We're, you know, that's part of our job. Yeah. And then they're going to sell it. Yes, right? there's a. But you know, this part I've never seen. I've never been on the dark web. There's your foreboding music again right there. <laughs> I've not been there. I don't know what's there, but I guess there are networks of people out there who just, that they just, there's commerce out there. You can sell mm -hmm. this information, you know? Um, it, and it's scary. You know, you, I, we've all gotten those things in the mail, like, hey, you may have been compromised. Here's your new debit card. Here's your new credit card, you know, because you were on a list somewhere and like, uh, I've, I've had twice uh, so far in uh, and this, this is a little off topic, but I've had accounts open my, in my name twice, two credit cards. Wow. Yeah, and a credit monitoring service that I subscribed to found that. I was like, that's a bigger credit limit than I have myself. <laughs> no, I don't even have that. Like, darn. Well, when someone's information exists on the dark web, I think immediately their net worth is like doubled or something. Yeah. Right? Is that yeah. is that what so, happens? Okay. I heard that somewhere. I'm <laughs> Probably on the dark web. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say Benson. Shoot. <laughs> I just gave myself up. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know how all that part of it works, but I know there's a big, big network and a lot of sales going on, you know, for that type of stuff out there. Yeah. scary. Many oh. years ago, I recall going to a uh, going to a workshop for like credit card security. And that was one of the things that they showed us that you you know, here here are example websites where, you know, you you can go and for this amount of money, you can get this number of credit card bins and once you have the bin and you can Generate, generate what credit card numbers are, and then they just start using them until, until they get caught. Yeah. And then they switch to the next number. And on to the next one. And it's yeah. that fast, yeah. And they're sitting around in these little cafes somewhere in Europe or the Ukraine, whatever. In uh, France Ukraine, is what we've France, learned. Yes, in France, so somewhere wait. in France. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's what they're doing. It's crazy. So... Back to, I mean, this has been good. The diversion down in the credit card space is good for sure. But back to maybe the specific kind of cyber crimes that you're that you alerted us to when the invasion first started happening. Is this something that's brand new, new with the times, new in 2022, or is this the kind of thing we've seen before? What What's it, the it's difference? All, it's been out there for a long time. We've just seen a lot more of it now, and it's in the news now. I mean, President Biden actually spoke about it yesterday. Really? Um, yeah. And there's some other. Uh, there was another speaker. Some one of these bureaucracies in Washington. I. It's so <laughs> many letters. I couldn't even make a good acronym out of it. But she came out and talked about it as well yesterday too. You know, and businesses they just need to be aware. If you don't, you know. 
if you're not using the tools um, and educating your end users and using the tools in place, you know, to protect yourself, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. Because even you know, even here in little in Marshfield, Ukraine, if your back door is open, if they find a way in, they're gonna grab everything they can and they'll be gone like that. Yeah. And you won't even know it. Mm-hmm. What is a I mean, is there any, let's say the worst case scenario happens, you even whether you've done your <laughs> your work to protect yourself or not, um, I mean, is, there, is this recoverable by an insurance policy or like, what does that look like? Maybe, you know. And that's, there isn't, there has been, a sprung up a whole new industry just around that cyber, cyber security, cyber security insurance. Yeah. You know, we carry it here and it's quite a hefty you know, I'm, I, I don't know what the exact dollar amount is, but sure. as, as a financial institution, we have cybersecurity insurance, which not only covers um, the losses, but um, going after the criminals and all the back, the, the, the forensics that need to be done to try and discover who did this and where that money went or whatever you're what still where it went. Yeah. Um, so that's all part of your insurance as well. So, I mean, um, you know, the our credit union simplicity, you know, not a tiny financial institution or anything, but also not a not a huge one either. Right. What does that sort of coverage look like for a small business or, you know, let's or maybe a tiny credit union, you know, something really small? Um it's it's all it's usually based on, you know, actually it's based on your policies and the tools you have in place. Hmm. Um, so if you are a smaller credit union or a small nonprofit or something like that, and you don't have the tools in place, it will be more difficult for you to get that insurance because why would they insure you if you don't, mm-hmm. you're not taking care of your back door and you don't have any, you know, security awareness training or you don't have, you know, a firewall or anything like that there, you're, you're, you'll pay. Sure. So and it can ruin companies. I mean, you know, it can bring you all the way down. Yeah. So like. Putting the alarm system on your home gives you a discount on your home insurance. <laughs> same same thing, but obviously a different true. scale, right? That is true. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's talk about security awareness training. As long as you uh, drop that little carrot right out in front of us here. I know we <laughs> do some. I am very fond, personally, of our security yep. awareness training that we do because it's a really cool system. Do you want to talk about that? And it's it's fun, too, and... So we use No Before, which is a company based in Florida. They they develop these um, uh, training modules for security, you know, awareness within your company. And they also have tools where they do, not only will you take lessons every month and take quizzes and all that, but they will also send out lots of tests to, to test your users to see, you know, if what you've seen in the videos or practiced in some of the exercises, whether you really can put those into place. Now, I will use Simplicity as an example. Um, when Simplicity first started No Before uh, three years ago, our click rate, which means clicking on bad links in an internet, was in the 34, 35% range. So one out of three people clicked on a link and like, you shouldn't do that ever. <laughs> and it shows you why, especially when, you, anyway, we'll get to that in another section. But now that since watching these videos and some of them, they're funny as heck, you know, um, but they teach you the, the right things to look for, what to look for, what not to do. Our click rate is down in the 3% range. Hmm. So, you know, three out of, you know, we have 110 employees, you know, roughly three of them or four of them will click every month. And sometimes, you know, the person, as soon as they click, they knew it. And they'll, oh, I just clicked that. Well, when you, if you fail the test for the month and everybody gets them, You'll, you have to take extra training. So the incentive not only to protect your company, <laughs> but unless you want to spend more time in class, you don't have to do that. Um, but it's very effective, and it's it's down to earth. It does, it's not, 
You're not sitting in a conference room, you know, viewing a PDF presentation from the information security officer or the head of IT where I'm boring you. I'm trying to scare you, but you're not getting it. You don't care. It's like, what time is my next meeting? Is your coffee coming? I don't know. Um, this, they're engaging and they're fun and, and they actually work. They bring that rate down, which is, it, it's so cool to see. I've used it in more than one institution and I've seen the success, same success rate um, a lot, you know, with the same, same, same tool, same thing. It always brings it down, brings yeah. your knowledge, that click rate down. And I think it can be a little bit difficult to get people to engage with self-service training? Do we have good results with people wanting to watch those because they're engaging and fun and to watch? And at, You know, the, the, the current videos that we're on right now, people can't wait for the next episode. <laughs> because you, get, you know these goofy characters, and you know that Lionel is going to mess up and do something stupid. <laughs> you know? you, and you're waiting for him to do that. So, um, yeah, we, we don't have much, much problem getting people to attend these things. So. And we're all Lionel sometimes, I think. Yeah, is, no, and, it, just and it's funny because you can say, oh, my gosh, I've done that before, you know. <laughs> and, and, we're, and, and, you know, um, we're, we're not perfect. So my, you know, I've been here, I'll be all, almost two years. My, like, second week I took one of those ones, and instead of, res I usually respond back to them like, yeah, ha-ha, you can't get me. Well, one of those spam came in, and I responded to it like, yeah, no, that's not happening. Well, I got dinged for that, for being a wise you-know-what. I got dinged, and I had to take another test. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not doing that anymore. So, nice. But it, 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 they definitely work. And, and it's not just, you know, it's not just banks, credit unions. Like I said, this could be, you know, all companies. They're all across the whole gamut. No before is the industry leader in all of this, this type of training. Um, and it, no business is, is untouched by this stuff. So no business should go without this type of training. Right. Okay, now let me hand you the the awkward uh, invitation, Rich. So if I were running a business and I wanted to learn about Know Before and how someone maybe Exclamation Services could help me. Tell well, me more, Rich. Tell me more, Rich. <laughs> we're fascinated. Well, it also turns out because we love the product so much, we bought the company. No, um, <laughs> not quite. Like the hair club for men. <laughs> Um, we actually, um, I'm such a big fan of this product and, and, the, and their message and what they do. Uh, exclamation is now, we just became last, like two weeks ago, we became an authorized reseller of No Before, the entire, and there's more than just the training. There's other types of engagements you can do with them. But if you don't do something now, call exclamation, email exclamation, ask for Rich, email Rich. Uh, I'm on the website. I can talk you through this. I can set up a demo and you'll see you know, how quickly this can really turn around in your company and, and help your security awareness. So yeah. we are, we're ready to go. We're no before resellers. Nice. nice. We can make sure it's really easy for them to find you. Yes. Don't worry. It is. <laughs> yeah. From uh, somebody on the marketing side, for sure. I mean, I can say, you know, ease of use, a good experience, like a real content experience mm -hmm. to like say some of those things about something that is in the training bucket. Like, I mean, that's... That's cool and different, you know, so. Yes, so sure. many of these, as I said, you know, they're just boring and you're, they're not engaging. You're preached to in this. This, you're part of it. You know, mm -hmm. you know what's going on. And we're going to mix it up. We've got, there's, there's so many different videos and, um, 
you know, games you can play. And you know, I just love, and I get the results. When people go out and click on the links, I can see who did it. And when, when they're coming, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this guy. You know, so <laughs> if you're running the IT shop, it's kind of fun too. It's a little devious, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> the control, the power. It's so evil. That's, yeah, Darth Vader over here. Yep. Okay. That's what's happening. That is what's happening. <laughs> so uh, we talked about, businesses and what they can do a little bit and we advise them to contact you so let's talk about a little bit about people people in the audience what are some tips you could give people listening that would keep their devices safe you know um uh, and it's not so we talked about the firewall you know there's protections you can put in place and, and all that stuff but if you're an end user sitting at your desk it's like well how did this how does this affect me i'm just working on my pc or my laptop or my terminal whatever what, what can i do about this there's plenty because a lot of these things will come in through email and that's, that's, you know, that's, they'll get you, want you to click that link, which will open up something bad and you've opened up the gates of Hades and here you go. <laughs> um, I, you know, if you're getting emails, you don't know who the email sender is. Don't click it. If you're not, not expecting an email from this person, or you don't know who this is, just delete it, get rid of it. If you were expecting it, they will email you back and say, hey, Jimmy, why didn't you email me? I sent you an email last week. Why didn't you respond? Oh, so, oh I thought you were spam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so, so, so go through every email. If you don't know who the person, definitely don't click on any links. Mm -hmm. um, one trick is, and it, it works most times, if you hover over a link in an email, it will actually show you the, the URL that it's going to. And if it's not associated with the company um, that you're, you think you're doing business with, then definitely don't click on it. So just inspect every email. If you, if, especially if it comes outside, from the outside, we have a little banner on ours saying, hey, this is an external email. Uh, a little more, look into it a little more before you, you, you do something with that. So that's number one. Um, a lot of times you'll get, so if you change your password on Amazon or something like that, one of your accounts, you'll get an email back from Amazon saying, hey, you, you, you know, you, we just changed your password and we want to make sure that this is you. Sometimes these can be spam too, but many times it's not. It's worth going to that vendor or account or something, whoever you're doing your business with, check and see what your password is. If it's something you know it is, or you know that that's my password and it's been changed on me, you know, they have security department, departments too. Check with them, get that straightened out. You know, those notices come all the time. You know, if I change, you know, cause I forget my password all the time. So like, all right, let's redo it. And then I was like, did you want to do this? Yes, yeah. So um, just watch for those cause they do come in randomly. Yeah. Um, while we're on passwords, and I know this is gonna not popular, can we cue the the booze at Boo this point? You get them live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I got it on my face too. <laughs> try. I know it's hard. It's very difficult, but try to use a different password for everything. Because once they, once somebody gets a hold of one password of yours, sure as heck they're gonna try it on everything, several things that you are connected to. It's really difficult because we have so many online things. Um, try and mix them up. And if you're if, if you're dead set against that, I'm like I'm not doing that. That's way too much work. Like um, there are password devices you can set up. Um, password keepers you can keep a password. You can do something that'll make a random password for you every time, or just change your password every couple of weeks. You know, it's as simple as that. Um, but definitely that's. Uh, and some one of the one of the vendors just sent out a thing the other day, 
uh, about how big a password can be cracked and how amount, you know, the amount of time. And it's scary how quick these things can be. Even an eight digit password, character password, you know, it's like five minutes, boom, they'll get it. Yeah. So make it, make it big, make it complex, put those characters in there. Um, try not to make it boring or standard. Um, it will protect you. It's as simple as that. Um, another one that comes up a lot is pop-ups. If somebody has loaded something or somehow on your PC it pops up like, hey, you need to update this or hey, this is us now or you know what, if you don't know that company or are not doing business with them, ignore them, click them, go away. And if you work in a company, notify your IT department like, hey, I'm getting pop-ups and I should not be getting pop-ups. Hmm. Um, I've seen a lot more of that type of traffic come in lately where people are clicking on pop-ups and they weren't supposed to like, ah, here, upgrade this now. Okay. Yeah, Boom. yeah no, don't do that. Um, uh, if you're in a business, if you're noticing that your network is all of a sudden like really slowing down, that's another one like, yeah, I can't move files anymore. Well, that might be the bad guys have already loaded something and are using your network to send their data out and stuff. So that's another thing, you know, if you're, if you're really slow and you're in the building somewhere or something, you know, let your IT department, like, like this thing's a dog and it might be your PC, but it also might be your network, might be something on your network. Um, and I know this is another pain in the... Uh, rear end one is when that software, if you're using software at home or something, or you're in an IT department, load the patches, do the patches, keep it up to date. They're coming fast and furious now. They do them for a reason because when the vulnerability is found, they do the patch, they fix it, they block that hole. If you haven't, you know, blocked any holes and you haven't patched your computer in three years, you are wide open. Hmm. So it, it's sometimes it can be a little, a little painful, but it's something you really should do as well. Yeah. Those are some quick ones. Good. And you can see all of these tips, I think, in the blog post that you wrote. Yep. yep. So we will link to that. Nice. Man, Rich, we are good at our jobs. I just want to make sure that I point that out here while we're recording because we have a blog post we can refer you straight right. to yeah, for this information. Go. Dang it. So, so to summarize what everything that you just shared, which was awesome. I mean, if I can wrap it up in a word, it's discipline, right? Like it's the discipline it, it to really change your passwords, to not click on the things, you know, like the whole mentality of like seeing something and then saying something or experiencing, like you said, that slow network, like say something about that. Don't just assume that like we had a solar flare or something, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like do something about it. And it's a cultural thing, you know, and I, that's what the no before comes in. And I think here at Simplicity, we have a really good culture. When these bad email comes, when these bad emails come in, even though they're not the fake ones that no before has sent, we get them all the time. People hand them off to IT. It's like, I don't know who this is, or this looks really weird. Can you look at this for me? So it's a cultural thing. Once you build that in and ingrain that in your people, I mean, it really, it's a big step forward in helping mm -hmm. you protect you from the bad guys because then everybody's on it. And that's, that, that's a one way to beat it. It's, and that's, you know, you got to, like you said, you got to stay diligent. It all takes is once. Right. And you could be done. No pressure, right? Yeah. Right. No pressure. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> Are we ready to wrap? We're ready I to think wrap. We're ready to wrap. Holy cow. Well, before we do, let's uh, transition to our wrap up segment, which is where we share something awesome. This is where we bring a recommendation for anything a book, a podcast, an experience, something you like, a quote. Uh, and uh, I'll just go ahead and kick it off if that's okay. Just kick it yeah. off. So, um, Rich, just so you know, this, whatever you have to recommend, doesn't have anything to do with cybersecurity. It doesn't no, have no, to. No, 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 no. But. Won't. On, to the point of uh, our conversation today and how it kicked off uh, talking about the 
uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, I'm an active Rotarian here at our local club uh, in Marshfield and have a couple roles in the greater Rotary world too. So um, Rotary has a special part in my heart. It's a like one of the main uh, vehicles that I use for giving and uh, whether that's giving money or giving time, um, it's uh, something that I care about a lot. So I am definitely shamelessly plugging the Rotary Foundation and some cool things that they've been working on since the invasion started to make direct giving for humanitarian support in Ukraine as easy as possible and maybe more importantly, as impactful as possible. Um, there's just so many unique challenges with this whole thing that's happening. Like, you know, when a tornado hits a town or something like usually one of the most impactful things you can do is just give some cash because, you know, those people there, they know what they need to do with it um, to either buy supplies or go towards some rebuilding effort or something like that. It's not quite the same situation in Ukraine right now because so much of the financial system is locked down or impacted by this. So, you know, if you knew somebody in Ukraine right now, it might be extremely difficult to give them, well, certainly to get them supplies, but even to get them money. So um, Rotary's uh, enacted a bunch of um, emergency efforts to get the right things to the right people in the right way as quickly as possible and in a war in the safest way as possible for the Ukrainian people. So there's a lot of stuff that's happening where they're flying stuff into neighboring countries and then through a really tight network of safe and secure undisclosed locations they're getting stuff to people where it wow, needs to go and the rotary foundation in particular <clears throat> has a really great track record they're one of two organizations in the world that get the highest rating through charitynavigator.com which is a, a separate organization that vets um, uh, nonprofits and places where you can donate money so um, the amount of admin costs through the Rotary Foundation is really, really low. So you give a dollar, it's something like 93, 94 cents of that dollar wow. is going That's, to something, yeah. which is quite different than maybe some pla other places that you give. That's so for sure. so um, we'll share a link out mm -hmm. to that, which um, has a little bit of uh, context about what they're doing and how they're making an impact in Ukraine and ways to give. If you're wondering how you might be able to help, um, I'll definitely say the, the Rotary Foundation is a great way to do it. Thanks. Very nice. I'm going to quick tag team with you. We did not plan this, but the thing that I wanted to uh, thing I wanted to share was Ch Charity Navigator. There oh, are a lot of what? yeah, I know. We right? seriously didn't talk no. about this pre-show. No, <laughs> I swear to God, super weird. There are a lot of places that you can give money right now, and there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of really good causes that you could be giving money to, and especially with all of the efforts to get aid and money to Ukraine. You see, I, you've started to see a lot of people saying, don't put the money there, don't send it, you know. Right. I bought this cool T-shirt. Well, don't buy the T-shirt from them because they're keeping all the profits. So right. just this was my plug to say, if you have questions, and not not just now, but any time about where you can conscientiously uh, make a donation, check it out on Charity Navigator. And they rate things really well. They can You can align yourself with places that are doing the things you want them to do. Yeah. And it's a really great resource anytime. For sure. I had never heard of it. That's really? It. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's super user friendly and really, like Sue said, a great way to kind of align yourself with huh. what you're trying to do. Good. And awesome. uh, I mean, you can see everything from, you know, like I mentioned, the, you know, the true impact of your dollar, mm -hmm. um, admin costs, the amount of transparency. I mean, it's, it's really, really cool. Nice. Yeah. I guess that's up to me now. Yep. Um, I just, I wanted to, mine's a much more local thing, but it also has to do with, with helping others and 
<clears throat> one of the reasons I enjoy working at a credit union as opposed to some of the other financial institutions is the ability to give back. That's important to me. It's what we do. It's, it's our family. Um, our family hobby is volunteering. We don't, we don't, besides the horses we do, but it, we volunteer. You know, somebody raises a hand and the Sabos are there. So I've always been looking for something. I'm and shocking to those listening. I don't live here in Marshfield. I, I live away. Um, but I <laughs> elsewhere. elsewhere. We're not going to tell you where. Uh, far away. <laughs> so I don't get out here that often. But I've always been looking to do something volunteering-wise in the community when I come in. I, I miss this by a week, or I miss that event by a week. Um, this week I was here, and I found out that uh, every Tuesday, um, people from Simplicity Credit Union drive around and deliver to. Uh, food to senior citizens, shut in or not, um, from the Marshfield Clinic. It's a hot meal. Um, they bring it in these crates, and we drive around, and we, we bring their people their, their lunch or meal for the day. Um, so I volunteered for this back in, I don't know when the list came out, like January. <laughs> I put my name on there, and sadly, nobody signed up with me. <laughs> <laughs> Sad little puppy dog face. Sorry, dude. I was, <laughs> but I got a sucker. I mean, I got somebody to do it with me, and we went and did it today. And man, that's you know that's the best time I've had here in Marshfield. Um, wow. In the two years I've been coming here, we had this woman, um, Katie, who works in accounting. We drove around and we had a blast and chit chatting with the people in the homes and. You know, the lady wanted me, you know, can you take the food out of the container? Oh, yeah, sure, Doris, I'll do it, you know. <laughs> we had a great time. It was so rewarding. It was so much fun. Love doing stuff like that. And I'm so glad I finally got to do something when I was here. Yeah. So that's my experience I wanted to share. That's awesome. That is awesome. And the Simplicity team in Stevens Point, uh, where I think they're through the same program. I think Meals on Wheels is... In Marshfield, it's home, they call it home, home delivered, delivered meals because it goes okay. through the clinic, but yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So very cool opportunity. Yeah, so. no, it was great. I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna, now I'm going to throw a fourth plug in here. <laughs> you're doing great. And just tell people that if you're interested in doing stuff like that, very often you can go to uh, go through the United Way in your area and find their volunteer site, and those opportunities are available to you. Yeah. So go to Charity Navigator, <laughs> check out volunteer opportunities through United Way yeah. in your area. That stuff's just good for the soul, man. Yeah, no, it really yeah. is. It's, it's yeah. why I'm here. So that's, yeah. So we will make sure to include links to this stuff so that you can get engaged with that too. You can go to Charity Navigator. You can donate through Rotary. Uh, you can find out about home-delivered meals and Meals on Wheels. Uh, we'll include that all with our show notes on our blog, which you can always find at exclamationcuso.com slash blog. You have all of our episodes up there if you want to go back and check any of those out. And I will also link to the blog that uh, – that Rich wrote, and I take credit for out there on, <laughs> on our blog. Um, otherwise, those links will also be available in your favorite podcast app. You can always find us in your favorite podcast app. And we encourage you to go back, if this is your first time listening, and listen to all of our shows. Especially my episode the other way. Just, yeah, yeah just really primarily listen to what Rich has to say, <laughs> which is always good. It's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Well, Rich, thanks for being here. Hey, Thank we're here guys. in person doing oh, this recording. How so awesome fun. is that? Can we get very a high five for the mic? Oh. 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 <laughs> Look at that. That was awesome. That's, uh, that's no sound effects there. Those were legit. <laughs> Those were real. All right. Well, thanks again, Rich, for being here. Thanks, My friends, for tuning in. This is Ben and Sue, your self-proclaimed professors of awesomeology, reminding you that life's awesome if you make it awesome. We'll see you next time.